Yo, what the? You off the henny? Play the play the track. Play the track. <laughs> Welcome to Indigo Voices Podcast, a podcast about people trying to find themselves in this complex world. On this podcast, we talk about topics from as many sides as we can, hoping to broaden understanding. Our intention is to stop taking things as they are, the way they are, just because, and instead, look at the many factors that affect the topic of the day. The topic of the day is the bar versus the club. Bars versus club, baby. Yo, talk to me about that intro. What's up with you today? I was thirsty. First of all, it's a weekday. We record on Tuesdays. This man has a bottle of Hennessy by his side. What's up with you? Um, I just think that, you know, the thirst is real. Mm. And since we're talking about bars and clubs, who is more, uh, what would I say, who is more qualified to talk about var- bars versus clubs, man? Yo, thank you for coming today. Um, well, I have no choice. So... <laughs> I guess. <laughs> the co-host, the very own Angel is here. and He's ready to share his secrets, all of his experiences that he's been through in his several years experiencing the bar and the club. Well, for, first of all, sorry. Oh, sorry shit. to get ahead of myself. Angel, when did you have your first beer or your first alcoholic drink? <clears throat> There's two times that I can uh, share the first time I ever really tasted beer, like ever, ever in my life, I was seven, seven or eight. Seven years old. I stole a Bud Light from the fridge and hid behind the couch. It was like 4 p.m., bro, by the way. Yeah. So even if I was to drink, like it's a little early, but whatever. Happy hour somewhere. Yo. And I was just like, I'm watching all these adults drink this all the time. And I'm like, what is this? So I got the beer. I hid behind uh, the couch. I think my neighbor Danilo, God rest his soul, mm, uh, had uh, had bought them and taken them there. So I took a sip, and I remember going, "Ugh!" And then I took another one. He was hooked. I I just assumed that everybody thought it was nasty, but like we just had to drink it anyway. Yeah, That's what yeah. adults did. I only took like two, three sips. Then my mom found me. It was a whole shit show. Mm-hmm. She thought you know I was gonna get like child services called on her. Nah. The second time that I ever tried a. An alcoholic beverage, and it was like the real time that I, mm-hmm. you know, um, claimed to be the real first time. Uh, my uncle gave me some brugal. It was little. It was like mm-hmm. that's a heavy drink to have. Was it the whole conversation about teaching you how to drink? Yes, and if you are way. going to drink, just do it with us. Yeah, it was kind of like that. And he was like, "Listen, you're never going to be embarrassed out there. You can embarrass yourself in here right now today, but." It's to teach you your limits, teach you, you know, what you can and cannot do and how to handle yourself. And how old were you on that second time? I was 13. 13. Okay. I mean, for those listening, you know, these ages might seem young. Yeah, but when you grow up Dominican. Not just Dominican. Absolutely Dominican, I should say. (laughs) But in cultures where alcohol is such a prevalent um use mexican culture bro hispanic culture what we most know of 
because we are Dominican. I'm pretty sure Russians give like the Irish. Oh yeah. Come on. But this um substance, I should call it, or this beverage, whatever, is um super prevalent from the day we are born. Yeah. You know, I was also kind of a little bit side topicy in Dominican Republic because of it's so machista and shit. Mm-hmm. Ultra machista. Mm-hmm. Um when men are going through whatever they're going through one of their coping mechanisms is to shy yeah, away sure. generically. Yeah. Of course. But secondary to that is to resort to alcohol. Yes. Because what's the phrase? Eh, el alcohol me va a desahogar or some shit like Ooh, that. No, I, see. I don't know. I just know that there is a phrase. Um... Oh, el alcohol me lo cura. But it does. Mm-hmm. No, it doesn't. <laughs> For you. No, it doesn't. Tú, no, no, no. Tú no, no. patrocina a presidente. It, it dis- <laughs> it's a distract. If you know how to handle it and you understand what's going on, like, for example, I'm not necessarily a violent drunk. I'm not a sloppy drunk. I'm not an aggressive drunk. I get a little louder. I get more affectionate. Everyone's just my friend. And, like, you know, you just want to like, get shorty yeah. in that moment because you do get a little, you know, happy. Uh, but, yeah. It all depends on on how it goes because um, for me, if if it's a, if it has ever been a coping mechanism, it's necessarily more of a distraction than to like. How do I explain it? It's not necessarily that I'm trying to move away from the situation. I'm just trying to not think about it in the moment, but I understand mm. that I have to go back to it. You know. Yeah, I'm I'm so much of a social drinker. Me it too. would be super rare for me to have a drink by myself. I only drink socially. And when I am drinking socially, is just to have fun, to maximize the positive energy yeah, that I feel. Liquid courage, bro. Yes, liquid courage. Absolutely. Dude, like, believe it or not, I don't drink alone. I don't like drinking alone. I've, I've had bottles in front of me. I've had, like, maybe I'll drink, like, a beer or two. If I say two, that's a lot. Or if it's, like, something I really, really like to drink and I haven't drank in a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, like, one time I had it. Bottle of Jack Honey, my favorite drink. So, if anybody's trying to get me something for my birthday, April 16th, Jack shout honey. out to me, Jack Honey. Yeah, I remember, bro, when we lived in the other crib. Yeah. You man. brought the Jack Honey bro. one time. I mixed that shit oh, up yeah, with... yeah, and I told you it's better with, with Coke. No, no. You told me to put it with Coke, but you know I'm on my fruity shit. Yeah. So, like, oh, fruity yeah, drinks. It was, it was apple juice, I think. Something so, like I mixed it up with apple juice. I told you it was best not mixed. And I put a limon in it. Mm-hmm. And that shit twisted me. But I I was on here set tripping on. uh, uh, (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I told you, man. You're not supposed to make like it's. I I find it best not mix because it's really sweet already. Yeah, it's like you know, honey. What's What's interesting though is that you, like, that was great advice because because of that I hate Jack Honey. I tried to tell you, man. I, I have certain experience in certain areas, but, but yeah, we don't. I don't. I don't drink alone. I know you don't either. Mm-hmm. It's just that I also drink socially. It's just that motherfuckers is always around me, so I'm always drinking. Socially. Yeah. On the same note, I do understand how people who consume alcoholic beverages consume it for the taste. Yeah, I definitely. So, do so it. then they would drink it by themselves. Mm-hmm. There. Sort of say connoisseurs. There's certain things that I like to drink because of how they taste. I could totally understand that. There's certain things that you drink to fuck you up. Yes. <laughs> then there's certain things that you drink. Shout out Absolute Vodka. Shout out Absolute Vodka. <laughs> what else? I don't know why we would ever shout Great out Absolute goose. Vodka. 
<laughs> but, however, you're really forgetting about these sponsorships. Oh, shit. Because you don't My give fault. a fuck. Yeah, he Yo, fucked up talking about sponsorship, really quick side note, man. It's been several weeks of us releasing this podcast. Yeah. And we still haven't mentioned our fucking boy, Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny. Bro. Yo, we, we fuck with Bad album. Bunny so much. Bad Yo, hago lo que me dé la gana. Yo, hago lo que me dé la gana. Just listen to this. If we get fined for this, it was worth it. It was totally worth it. Bad Bunny's not that type of nigga, though. Hell no. But maybe his publicist or his marketing team is. So fuck them. But he would say. <laughs> <laughs> but not Bad Bunny. Not Bad Bunny. Not Bad Bunny. No, no. Let's listen to this a little bit. You're going to hear this being played at every bar and club. Facts. In the uptown area slash Bronx. If you don't get the fuck out of it. Oh, chill, bro. Chill. God damn. Before we fucking go bankrupt, it's not like we making money off this anyway. I mean, hey. <laughs> hey, podcast is coming in hot. We coming out on a weekly basis out now. On a weekly basis, people. I know y'all hear that. Shit is hot already. Shout out Little Caesars. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more. What happens? <laughs> I know y'all hear that sound quality. We've been trying to improve. Um, you know, I hope that it sounds a little better. I hope that you can deal with our voices a bit more smoothly. So yeah, shout out to anybody who's been listening so far. This is what, episode four? Episode four. So if you've heard four episodes, that's four hours of us just talking shit, then you must really like us. And shout out to you. I don't know where you are, but I'm sending you a hug. For real. Yeah. I appreciate it so much. Appreciate it. If you are liking what we are talking about, how we're talking about things, if you have any suggestions or any improvements that we should make to improve the podcast because we're always growing please let us know right we doing this because we enjoy it we're not doing this to get big uh we do it we doing this because also you guys enjoy it yeah from a lot of you guys you know already heard and at the end of the day like my man said this is just two friends chopping chopping it up but shout out to our biggest fan right now Uh uh-huh La Jackie. Yeah. My girl Jackie. Yo, she's every week constantly threatening my life because she wants us to release that episode. So shout out to you, Shorty. Um, hopefully we have you soon. Yeah. As a guest. Mm-hmm. How dope would that be? It'd Back be to fire. the topic at hand. But to the question that I asked you before, so how many years have you had going consistently to the bar or the club? Consistently? Uh, about four years consistently, like I go at least once every two weeks. But that was before. Now I go every at least one. one I don't know. I, I think I would disagree since I was with 15. that. Since I was 15, 16. Wait, 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 wait. So you just had four years. Mm-hmm. And then you said you were 15. No, no, no. Before you, you said consistently. Like since I was 15, I've attended bars. But like cons- consistently that I, that I don't spend over three weeks without going the past four years. So you telling me right now. Let's pause it. Zzz, zzz. Send it back real quick. You telling me you was 15 years old. When I first went out, yeah. When you first went out one time. Yeah. In that one year. Yeah. 15 years old. How many times did you go to the bar? Twice. It was two, two different bars that I night. I used my Oh, so it was just ID. one day. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then uh, 
I went out a couple times after that here and there, but nothing crazy. I used my uh, I I first saw Lucky Seven when I was like seventeen, I think. I bring this topic up because you had a phase when when you would go to Cafe de, Bro- Cafe de Broadway. De Broadway. Shout right. out to Cafe de Broadway, which was more than four Damn. years ago. Yeah. No. 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 Yeah. Nineteen twenty. Not even twenty. Yeah. I was twenty twenty one. How old are you now, bro? Twenty four. About to turn 25. God damn. Why does that feel like so <laughs> long ago? God. Because we're getting old, dude. You're yeah. Right. I started. I started. Fucking tripping. 20. Man. Get this honey away from me. Because I remember I started going to cafe and I used a fake ID, but everybody began to know me. And that you didn't but need security, it no more. Yeah. So I didn't need it anymore. And then when I turned 21, the security was like, hold the fuck up. <laughs> right. Yeah. So they knew he knew my name, but he would kept checking my ID and like letting it rock since he started to know me. And on my ID, the name was Pedro yo, yo, Gomez. Yo. Shout out to my cousin. Yo, let's not shout that guy out. Oh, shit. Let him keep his job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. No, shout him Pedro. Not the guy. <laughs> nah, I know what you mean. <laughs> I'm just warning you because I know you got ahead of yourself. Yeah, I do. For sure. <sighs> we got to talk about that one day. We do. But let's let's bring it back up. Shout out Bad Bunny. And shout out Bad Bunny. How were you when you first went to a bar slash club? The Two bar, the club, as we know it right now. Nigga, a bar and a club. Because or a bar or a club. the thing is, so remember, I would go to DR every single year. Ah, okay. Right? So right. in DR, there would be these places that, that counts. would serve alcoholic beverages. That kind of counts. And I would go. What'd you drink? Oh, no. you didn't. That's right. You didn't drink until no. you were in your mid-20s. So now since I have the spotlight, um, I did not start drinking. Until he, I was 21. He, he is, people. He really did not. I swear to God. We've been friends for like nah. 10 plus years. This man never drank. And I always did. Yes. Like, it was it was, it was, was rough at first. But, you know, eventually something's got to give. Talk about the growth of this relationship. This friendship. Uh, why do you have to change the title? Hypo, um, rhetorical question. You don't have to answer it. Just the thought process. All right. But no, anyway, <laughs> since the spotlight is still on me, go ahead, go ahead, <laughs> and it's getting hot under this fucking Shit. studio light. Um, by the way, we did upgrade to a new studio. You we know, thank you so much. Hell no, we still in the same spot. Broke boys for life. Broke boys for life. But I didn't start the drinking until the age of twenty-one. I did have drinks oh, before he then. Waited, but alcohol going out, the whole scene didn't attract didn't attract me. Yeah. He would go out and not drink, actually. I didn't. I would have fun. Absolutely. You would think that he was drunk. I didn't criticize those who were drinking. Never. Right. Because I mean, I was your best friend and I'm like an alcoholic. I don't want to get it twisted, you know? <laughs> People are always trying to point fingers out here. I don't want to say who. Oh, shit. I'm playing. I'm playing. But yeah, so after I turned 21, I did start hitting the club, hitting the bar, you know, once a month. It wasn't once like I was time. out here. <laughs> My bad. Is that... There are going to be a lot of subs being thrown tonight, people. Chill. And while but, he throws subs, I'm going to throw my chalice. And even now, I'm about to be 25 mm-hmm. in two, three months. Shout out to his birthday. May 14. May I was 14. born on Mother's Day. Shout out my God mama. Damn. <laughs> shout out my mama. <laughs> fuck, I got to shout out my mama too. <laughs> but nowadays, although I do still enjoy the bar and the club, and I have my concerns with it, as you guys will later find out. It doesn't attract me. It really doesn't, know. But before we get into those specific details, 
Can you tell us the difference about the bar versus the club? Well, before you guys come out here um, telling us what you believe it is to be, just know that is definitely fine. But we're sharing here what we believe the differences are to be, okay? And so, also, we have been sharing definitions yeah, through throughout the episodes, not just through our per perspectives, but also so that we could have the same foundation yeah. when we have the discussion. We could reference, oh, this is how we mean it yeah, yeah, to be. Absolutely. And sometimes we kind of fuck up and say things how we don't mean it to Hell be, but yeah. that's fine. Come on. So my definition of, well, my my similarities and differences in the bar and the club, uh, you want to go to happy hour, you go to a bar. You want to go to be flashy, celebrate a birthday, you go to a club. All right. If you typically, you wouldn't necessarily marry anyone you meet at a club or a bar. However, shots fired. It's not always, you know, sometimes you do meet pretty dope people at, at those places, but usually everyone's just there to have a good time, mm -hmm. you know? Um, clubs, however, you probably may not be able to speak to the person next to you. Yeah. Bars, you might just be able to. Um, I feel like bars is a bit more, and hear me out here, I know it's not the exact definition, but bars are a bit more intimate at times. Clubs are more for like just straight partying. Yeah. You know, like you may be able to take a date to the bar. You can take a date to the club, but it's you're not really going to feel the intimacy, mm -hmm. at least to the level that you kind of want it. Um, you can make friends at both, but I feel like it's easier at bars or clubs when they're kind of like that. Absolutely. You know, so... What do you prefer, a club or a bar? Yo, I prefer a bar. Right on. Generally speaking. Yeah. Then there are times where I have that that urge to, to be at a club yeah, setting. You need that. Once in a while, you need that. Because it really sets you off. It sets you off in ways that like, you don't usually get the same type of experience at being at a bar in other lo at being at a club, sorry, in other locations. That's true. And sometimes we fucking need that. Yeah. And when that bad bunny comes on, hell yeah, you're at the that club shit make you feel different. You're lit. That shit make you go off, man. Yo. Uh well, given our experiences. Hold on, but since you brought up my boy Bad Bunny, <laughs> I gotta play it one more time. Chill. Whoa. Whoa. Just set you off. Uh huh. Is that my boy? Is that my boy, Aloy? Zelda. Chilly in there, motherfucker. Yeah, we're gonna get fucking fined. Bro, we are broke hasta la muerte. It doesn't matter. Because we're doing it for the culture. We're doing it for the culture. And it doesn't fucking matter. Shout out PR. What? Shout out Puerto Rico. I guess. You bugging right now. <laughs> I'm about to Stone Cold stun you right now over this nah, shout out table. To, <laughs> shout out to Puerto Rico. Shout out to all my Puerto Ricans. Mm -hmm. uh, wait, 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 wait. Is there a reason why you say that? I don't know what you're talking about. Anyways, um, as much as y'all don't like to admit it, <laughs> we're kind of like cousins. You know? That's true. So what is what are some places that you've gone to and uh, what are the different, different experiences that you've... Uh, felt or experienced in those places yeah we could name some because i know i've taken you to many places for the first time please start yeah like i said please start i just asked him a question now uh i know we spent a lot of our youth and by youth i just mean the early 20s and uh primarily 
Cafe de Broadway. Yes. Shout out to G Man. By the way, over there. shout out them people. Shout out them people for sure. Say it one more time for the people in the back. Shout out to G Man, Jason, Kathy, all them people, man. So we spent a lot of time there. And it, this was like a, it's a bar, but it, it has club aspects. Not every bar that we're referencing to is going to seem like just a bar. Like the music is loud too and stuff like that, you know. But it's not like, it's not a big place. Um, it doesn't. It, it only attracts a certain type of people. It feels very like homey, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and I remember the first time I took you there, you really liked that place. We used to go there like twice a week, man. And the first time that I went there, I was starving. Yeah, you, you know what these you, people gave me? What they give you? They gave me that mango. That mango. They gave me. I'm. I was hungry. It doesn't matter. <laughs> the food that I was eating for those criticizers out there. They gave me mango. They gave me barbecue wings. Right. It does not go well. Uh-huh. But we out here, man. It was 9 p.m. Yes. What else they fucking On a here? Sunday. You know I don't really fuck with the cebolla on the, man- on the mango. They was on there. But they was on there and I ate them. <laughs> and I really ate it. And that it made me good. feel good. That shit was good? Yeah, it was good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we spent, we spent a lot of time there. So I guess that was our first time experiencing like our personal place. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I know I spent some time and I've also, I dragged you to every bar I've ever been to. Like yeah. the first thing I do when I get a job is find a close bar, uh, a bar that's close by and make it mine. Mm-hmm. So when I started my job way back then uh, by 151 State mm-hmm. Farm, shout out to those people. Yeah. Uh, we got that, the Wallace, mm-hmm. I believe it's called. Yeah. Cause it was Harlem public. The Wallace was right next door. I used to go to the Wallace at least like twice a week. And it was that was a bar bar. Um, you also enjoyed it there. But you preferred that type of setting. We would sit at the bar. I typically sit at the bar. That's how I begin my relationship with the bartender. Possibly your favorite person at the bar because it's the person who gives you what you came there for. Yes. Um, let me see then. Uh, bar 180. Bar 180, yeah. Fireplace. Uh, yeah. They opened a, a different spot. Bar right? 177. Yeah. Yeah. You just guess where they are located. Um, <laughs> Broadway and 180th Street. Broadway 177th Street. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, yeah, but those places are dope, man. Um, then uh, another one one that I truly made home. We moved over to Areito by Fordham and Valentine. Uh, man, there I met like some good friends, some people that are good friends now. Uh, some of which will be future guests on this podcast. Hint, hint. Hint, hint. Stay tuned. And now where I primarily chill at is uh, Aqua Bar and Grill. Um, shout out to all my people there. You know, I promote in certain places, but yeah, man, those are those are places that I really like at one point or another felt like at home, I guess. Mm-hmm. And those are places that you, you felt comfortable in too. You would have come time and time again. Absolutely, yo, because these places have such or could have such a good impact on the community in building trust and building relationships. Depends on the people, too, that work there. Most certainly. important, bro. I have moved locations because of staff. Yes. But also, um, they have, I don't want to say they have a, a social responsibility to to providing like a good environment for the right. community it is in their best interest because they're trying to make money but aside from the capitalistic lens they have this capability to make 
a good impact on the community yeah, dude. by being welcoming, right? By by you know they have these nights of karaoke night, game night, depending on what's ladies night stuff like ladies that. night, hip hop, um, R&B, bachata, R and B. That shit is great. It's amazing. Um, it calls forth people from different walks of life, mm-hmm. from different age ranges, and puts them in one place. Where they and can they talk vibe, bro. and they vibe. That's a beautiful vibe. thing. That is a beautiful thing. That is. Now, the huge thing about the club is that it may play. Now, here comes my my bias, right? I may right. side because I side with the bar. You feel of me? Of course. I'm about to talk my shit on the club. Now, <laughs> the club may play different types of music, but. It doesn't really specialize in that social aspect. It doesn't. It's more that party aspect. That party aspect. Let's make the most money that we can. And let's have them lit. And let's have them lit. And when it's time to close, you see how they treat you. Vamono, vamono, let's go. I don't know where y'all going, but y'all got to get the... Vamono, literally, bro. It's over. I mean, one of my worst experiences was in a club and it was closing time. Where they stabbed dude up. Oh, word? Yeah. That's crazy. I, was, I think, I, wait, hold up. You talking about that time at uh, Aguarroa? Yeah. Oh, I was there, nigga. It was your birthday. Bro. <laughs> but I didn't know nobody got stabbed. Yes. I was so drunk. It was, um, <laughs> <laughs> what's crazy is that that was one of the worst experiences, but one Lord of the, of the best. best. Yeah. That was an amazing birthday, actually. It, it feels like reminiscing about it. It feels like a dream. Like, I don't think it actually happened. I, that, I know exactly. That was where I found you crouched in the corner. They were playing some song that you really liked at the moment, and you were crouched in the corner. Vibing out. Vibing out. And that's what's beautiful about these places right. is that that liquid courage. It provides you with such a dope experience. And it puts you in a space where you don't necessarily care that much yeah, yeah. about what other people think. Now, I'm one. To not really care in general. You may see me do weird things on a regular basis. But that's because I'm comfortable. You know. But this liquid courage. That puts you in a different setting. Dude is different. Personally. When he drinks. And I know we've been mentioning this man too much today. But when he drinks. He's literally like a Dominican bad bunny. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. He really like just. Wilds out. And like nobody cares. What, like what he's nobody doing. Like everyone care, just accepts man. it. Um. Because I don't do it for nobody else. That's an interesting thing, though. One of the best and worst experiences that you've had occurred in the same night. Now, I'll share that best experience since I already have the other side of the coin. Right. I'm talking a lot about the social experiences at these places. Mm-hmm. So let's set the setting. It was at Agua Aroja. They closed, by the way. They closed, by the way. But shout out to them. Yeah. Same owner, Cafe Agua. Yeah. But it was on um, my Agua Roja. It was my birthday, 22? 22. 22, yes. I celebrated my 22nd birthday. That yeah. Too. And I had invited different groups that I associate with. So my friend group, my family group. Um, you know, Claudia's friend group. Claudia's friend group. So there's different people that I associate myself with who don't necessarily associate with each other. Right. So what's beautiful about this place is that they're so close to each other and you could just bounce off from circle to circle, dancing and associating. Mm -hmm. What's most beautiful about it is that once the second 
third drink kicks in, then they start associating with each other and dance, oh, dancing yeah. with each other. Dude. And you turn around, you see everybody, you see all your people associating with each other. They're not that. even fucking with you no more. They're just like, hey, exactly. <laughs> that's so that's amazing. I love that. There has been bad experiences where people have attempted that, and then these groups repel each other. Oh man. Like they don't link up. They stick to one side, the other one sticks to the other side. It's and that happened. shit is whack, man. It's whack. That shit is fucking whack. If you're doing that, don't go out. One more time. What is if it? you're doing that, don't go out because it's whack. One more time. Whack with an H. That's how I spell it on text. Quack. <laughs> whack. <laughs> <laughs> that shit is whack, though, man. We're all here for a good time, bro. I remember one time I invited a bunch of people from different friend groups and people who just didn't get along. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, everybody shut up. Have a drink. Everybody shut up. Have a drink. It was a successful night, but... Hey, even if you don't get along, even if you have beef, have a drink. You don't got to talk about that shit right there. That shit does not have to come I'm up right there. I'm 70% positive that I can solve world peace, man. I'm 70% positive you can't. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> so you just have a drink, a little hookah, ain't nothing wrong with it. Yo, talk to me about dancing, man. Dancing? So, uh, I'll, I'll start with this one. So, dancing at these places. So, let me ask you a question. Real quick. Mm-hmm. Every time I ask you a question, you tell me to answer it. You just ask me a question. Yo, my bad. The thing is that I feel good tonight. I'm confused, though. I don't mind it. But are we working backwards here? You're Talk right. to me about dancing. What's up? Yo, I feel very good tonight, man. I'm I feel that people listening to this shit, this positive energy I'm radiates the Henny, bro. through the microphone, into Why your headphones, into your speaker. And you feel this positive energy that we just feel it emitting, yo. But let me talk to you about dancing. I was never much of a dancer. Never was until he gets that. Hey, don't let this man have Patron. Get it away from me. Don't let this man have Patron, man. Please. <laughs> I need it away. I was never much of a dancer, although I know how to dance. Yeah. You know, I have some rhythm. I ain't Chris Brown. Don't get it twisted. I ain't out here. Matter of fact, he's not you. <laughs> you feel me? <laughs> I'm not out here doing crazy moves, but I could dance. But I was never dancing. Now, after some drinks, then I do feel good and I dance. Play el chaval for this man and he's going to lose his and shit. And it's great. And I'll sing too. He'll sing. I'll do it. You know, that's two different types of, of sopas, man. There's the asopao and the sancocho. Yeah. Tell me about <laughs> it. <laughs> Tell me about it. What's the asopao? Bro, asopao is normal, man. Got normal. Intellectual. Tr- yeah. Glasses sure. are on. Elegant. Mm-hmm. The Sancocho is all that shit revoltia. You know how Sancocho has a little Twisted. bit of everything just all fucked up? Uh-huh. That's what it is, man. And you're going to like something in it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, you're going to like something <laughs> in it. It doesn't have to be all of it, but you're going to like something. You're going to like something. Like right? Uh, you, I, you was always dancing, though. I was, but not... I mean, once I got older, yeah. I always liked to dance. I typically like to dance. Mm-hmm. Contrary to popular belief, I don't typically go out or at least didn't or don't or whatever the case is typically go out to like chase after girls or get girls right great point but a misconception is that because i i do like to dance man when you play the right bachata bro i need to dance Mm -hmm. so typically i ask someone to dance what's a great bachata to you a great bachata, man. Yo, I feel yo. Ah, oh, that's a difficult question. That's a difficult. Yo, search you know, it up on your phone, man. You know, you get know these what? people ready because if we gonna get hit tonight, 
If they gonna sue us tonight, they, they gonna, gonna sue us tonight, for the right shit. If you out in the club, and oh my god, look who texted me. Uh, if you out in the club, swipe that away, man. You about to blow my high right now. And there are certain songs that you hear, like me specifically. I'm a huge, huge surprise Romeo fan. Okay, and Aventura. So if you play anything Aventura Romeo, I'm gonna just lose my shit. Um, you can't play Enseñame Olvidar at a club, bro. Like it's a rap. It's a rap. It's a rap. You, La Novelita, Angelito, bro, songs like that. And people just know exactly when the people are drunk enough. Because Bachata kind of slows on. down the mood, believe it or not. Like if you're out here listening to Trap, if you're out here listening to uh, Bad Bunny, you're out here playing Pop Smoke and shit, you're mm-hmm. out here playing Drake, everybody's like hyped. They're like, ah, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. And if you play that Bachata, slow down and everybody's like, oh shit, grab a partner. So me personally, um, also there's an Anthony Santos combo. They usually play all three songs back to back, and that shit just fucking catches me all the time. Word. And Medicina de Amor, bro. It gets you there? But play it. The people want to hear. What Boy, if they don't know right. how it sounds? You're right. You're right. Come I on, you bro. Right now. You're over here saying all these names like the people. No, do not assume. Listen. Leave that shit in 2019. Stop assuming people. Right now, let me tell you right now what's popping. Hold on. Oh, don't be doing that, DJ. This Anthony Santos song, the name of the song is Se Acabó el Abuso. You play this these days? Bro. Bro. Tell me about it. That's my mood. You like that shit? I like that shit. <laughs> right now, that song is the one that catches me. And it's like the DJ. You, typically, I go to places where, I'm, where I know the DJ. So they know me. Like they Like, they kind of watching me. They watch and they see it like he's a little lit. Yeah, I'm gonna get him right now. Let me get him. And I'm like, fuck, it's time. <laughs> and again, boom, he starts going <laughs> off and that's <laughs> It's like a time bomb. Yeah, man. So, yo, but I also want to mention that for those who do not know how to dance, no, yeah, there are many who don't have the best rhythm. It's about that self confidence. Just dance. Feel the music Feel that through shit. your body, and let. Let your body go however you want to go. It's about having fun, and it does. It has to. It's whatever. It's whatever music gets you hype like that. Yeah, like, it's not only bachata that gets me like that. No. It just brings out that in mm, me, you know. So I gotta dance mm-hmm. respectfully too. Like I don't really care who you are. I don't care what you look like. I'm just here trying to dance. I'm not trying to flirt with you. I don't mean nothing. Hey, I always dance. Give my name. Bye. See ya. That's it. It was a pleasure, and it depends on how they dance, you know. Because I'm. I may not be the best dancer, but. It depends on how in sync you guys are. Because sometimes I've had really good dances with people. Sometimes not so much. And I'm sure that sometimes I haven't been like the best for people too. So, you know. But it's all about having fun, you know? Yeah. I usually, for some reason, they're very nice girls. Okay. Whatever that means. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Speaking of dancing, now that you want to talk about dancing, man. Yes. Because I got something to ask you. And this is going to be really hard. Remember, man, topic is the bar in the club. Topic is the bar in the club. So how do we deal with relationships in bars, in clubs? You mentioned dancing. How do we deal with that? Mm -hmm. So in that setting, I would I would ask you Mm -hmm. so we could build on that question is, is there a difference? Yes, there is. In your approach to the night when you're going out with your significant other and when you're going out alone. It's, or, sorry, not alone, 
without them because you could go out with friends. Yeah. It's it's different, man. Uh, there's a slight difference in my personal opinion, but it's not like I'm going to wild out if my girl's not with me. Like, I'm pretty much the same guy. It's just I typically, regardless, would try not to do something that bothers my significant other. But when they're with me, I definitely like even small things that I know aren't bad. I definitely wouldn't do because they're there. But I totally like, agree with. But you. you know what I mean? Like, let an example. I'm I'm pretty social, so if a person starts talking to me, or I, I meet a person at the bar, like we're gonna talk, you know, just normal stuff. It, it's not bad at all. But if my significant other, and I'm thinking of a specific person, mm-hmm. was there, I wouldn't. Nobody else exists. Yeah. You know, only because I know that it definitely bothers that person. Now, if they aren't there, I'm not going to do anything that would necessarily... Raise red flags? Yeah, raise red flags. Like, it wouldn't be anything against the relationship. But stuff that I know she'd just be mad at. Right. You know? Which are literally having a conversation. Yeah. Not even... Maybe even drinking more than than normal. More than normal. You know? Having a dance. Whatever it may be. Nah, because typically, I don't... Believe it or not, these days, I... I, uh, I just kind of chill, man. Like, if I don't know the person, I won't really dance with them mm-hmm. lately. Um, so, usually, like, if there's a worker there that's a that's a female, I would dance with that person. Yeah. Or, like, oh, I just enjoy the music because you don't always have to dance. But, yeah, I try I try to go out, man. Like, I'm, I guess I'm getting old. I think I'm retired. Oh, man. These, these late these, 24s is getting me. These late 24s, man. Come on. Can't feel my knees. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, yeah. So I totally get that. Um, also, specific guy talk, man. I have a lot of friends that are bartenders, hookeros, you know, the owner, maybe the DJs. The Even conversations me. are different. Even me. Yeah, of course. Like when I bring you, the conversation is different. Yeah. And it doesn't necessarily have to be bad. Again, any woman who has dated us, <laughs> is currently dating us, mm-hmm. or possibly will, yeah. is probably or thinking the future? like, hey, fuck. Is, <laughs> 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 is probably thinking like, Oh, they just go out and look at girls and shit. But it doesn't necessarily have to be like that, you know? Sometimes it's just like, how many times haven't we gone to bars and had like deep ass conversations? Yes. Now I want to pause you right there. Pause. And I want to add to that because I feel um, the same way in certain aspects that you mentioned. I also feel when I go out with my significant partner, more defensive. Yeah. Oh, right. yeah, man. Like, right. you can't so, really enjoy yourself. But think about it. That's, that's Think balance. about it because we're going now. I to... want to take that back, by the way. Not that you can't really enjoy yourself. It's just that there's, it's a different, there's differences. Okay, good. So we're on the defensive. Mm-hmm. If we are to think about it, this is my personal um, experience while going out, is that I'm going out to have the most enjoyable night. Right. Most of the time I go out when I feel prepared to go out, when I have the funds to go out. Oh, for sure. Right? So we've gone out where we spend a lot of money. Yeah. But it's worth it. Damn, is it? Because it's, it's like- Oh, yeah. We always have a good time. It's us. We always have a good time. Like, regardless if the bottle is overpriced, regardless if the the door charge or what the fuck they call it? The oh, entrance the, the fee? Entrance fee yeah. Whatever. It, whatever it is. We having a good time. God damn. So it's it's worth it to me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So what I mean by that when we are or when I feel defensive when I go out with my significant other is that 
I feel like I don't enjoy myself to the maximum potential. You know, I'm going to disagree with you. But wait. I'm going to let you finish. Let me finish, Kanye. Taylor. <laughs> I still enjoy myself. But going myself. out with your girl is the best fucking thing you could do, all right? Absolutely. Sometimes. Somebody got you. Who, um, um, what I'm saying is Excuse that. Me? Nah, chill, chill. First of all. I don't want no smoke. I may feel good tonight, but I know my my horizons. I know my limitations. Yeah, no, no, no. It was it continue because I want to get to that point yeah. that I'm I'm conflicted because it depends on the mood. So there's there's multiple aspects to this. Yeah. Right. So I definitely enjoy going out with my significant other. Absolutely. I have an amazing time. I have a time unlike any other because it's with this person. Both times, really. Right. There is a feeling in me that is defensive because I'm trying to protect her yeah. from predators. For sure. Right? Damn, Men are dogs. I hate that feeling, man. You know? They really don't care. Um, it's dangerous. It's a dangerous world. These places that we go to are in the hood. Yeah. And... Alcohol is involved heavily. That's true. That's definitely true. It's a, di- it's a whole different thing, man. Now, because I'm on the defensive, I'm also limited in how much alcohol I intake because I'm, I need to also be in control. I feel you. So when I, although when I go out with you, with my friends, when I go out alone, I may also be aware of... I may also be on the defensive for my own benefit to protect myself. Yeah. But it's just me this time. It's not the person who I love more than I more more than I love myself. Damn, shout out to whoever that is. You know? I so it, it's a different it's a different take. I, I definitely understand you because I, I never well, not, I'm not gonna say never. Um ninety seven percent of the time I'm not trying to get trashed. Actually, 100% of the time, I'm not trying to get trashed. This is that 97% of the time I stick to it. Um, <laughs> um so I'm always kind of like, you know, definitely, uh, I only feel comfortable getting drunk like that in places I know. That's another thing, too. Um, there are many bars that I feel comfortable in enough to get, like, you know, to not necessarily keep count. But when I'm out with my significant other, for the most part, I'm always on alert unless we go to one of those places that I know, like, dude, I know every single person here. That's different. In the staff. And I know some regulars, you know, so, like, she's good. Um, and then those are the moments where I, I, you know, I think it depends on the mood that you and your significant other are. Cause sometimes you go out with your significant other, you may like not really want to other times it'll be okay. Like you want to, and it's dope. Yeah. But sometimes it'll be like the best experience you've ever had. Absolutely. I have felt that so many times, man, where I could just get fucked up with this girl and she's fucked up with me and we're like totally like being the most annoying people in the center of the bar dancing our lives away not giving a fuck about anybody being there yeah. like totally in love and we're just there like we don't notice what we look like like to us we're just like mm-hmm. having the time of our lives and then you get to go home with this person yeah and it's amazing you know which that aspect of it, it it's a fantastic thing like once i experienced that uh and it's like a consistent thing you know that's an amazing feeling. That's so an, I've been in that state too, yeah, right? Dude, that's because, for example, when we go out by ourselves, mm-hmm. we are enjoying ourselves. Let me see. Let me see where I'm going with this. But when we go out with our significant other, there's like an end goal. Like, like this is us right here. Present is great. But then there's also a future that you guys are going home together. Things are going to be dandy. I get you. And it doesn't always go that way. 
No. And here I come, having to save this once again. That moment of silence uh, was for those relationships that have gotten lost due to the nightlife. Uh, we sincerely apologize, but she <laughs> did tell you not to look at that girl again, and he did tell you not to nah. twerk next to that nigga. So, y'all kind of had it coming for you. But this is what I was thinking about when I blanked out right now. I'm registered. <laughs> I'm back in. Online back? now. Yes. They you turned did? me back on. All right. Ooh. Um, you talk about there's a different mode yeah, that you that you have to be in when you go out with your friends, when you go out with your significant other. Depends on what friend too, by the way. Absolutely. Many factors it's involved. All We're talking about generally right now. This is this might be just uh the bar the club part one. Yeah. There might be multiple episodes later down the line. You know we coming in hot and ready, you remember? In hot and ready. Episodes coming in every Little single Caesars. week. Every single week. You know, this shit is popping off right now. Till it's day. Chill. Let's calm it down a little bit. All right. I know I'm hyper, but Okay. Okay. <laughs> so I wanna ask you. This might be a little a little um personal blunt transparency. This might be a little rough right smoke. now. All right. Do men need to be dogs? <clears throat> Do you have to let a man be a dog? It depends on your definition, man. I don't think you have to let a, I think niggas need to control themselves. Like I really do think they need to control themselves. All right, look all you want. Don't make it creepy, right? Look all you want and don't make it creepy. Like, I look, but then it's like, okay. You know, like, some men act like they have never seen a woman in their lives. Yes. All right? And it's like, looking is fine. Don't make it creepy. One. Two, definitely don't touch. And I mean inappropriately. Don't touch at, try to not touch at all, but if you have to, like, get by or tap someone, don't do it inappropriately. Like, please don't, especially not my girl, because just don't. All right. And it's like, don't feel like they owe you anything. The staff included. Bottle girls. It's their job to look sexy. Yeah. They're not doing it for you. No. Oh, but she was nice to me. She's talking to me. She's smiling at me. That's her job. It's customer service. It just so happens that she's hot as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like you, she does not owe you anything because you pop two, three, four, five bottles. Her job is just to smile at you, wave, hacete coro. You know, like, that is her job. Like, when a person comes to your job, if you're a decent employee, you do the same thing she's doing, except, obviously, she knows exactly how to do it to the best of her capability. Yeah. You know? Just like bartenders who are guys. You don't see girls... I mean, sometimes it happens. But for the most part, girls respect the men that work there. Yeah. Why can guys not do it the same? Not only the men that work there, but, you know, like, just women in general. What I mean is guys do not need to be dogs. They should learn how to control themselves. But I kind of understand what you're trying to say. You got to let niggas be niggas in the sense that, like, what, they're going to look or what? I'm asking the question because as men, we are raised in the way that we're, like, this is in our way to in our way of behavior Mm -hmm. so to what extent are we supposed to control that to every extent absolutely i totally agree i'm just raising these questions nah man i'm on the same page as you that shit (laughs) (laughs) because i bring it up it's one of my trigger points man i hate seeing that no i get you i understand Right. So throughout this podcast, throughout these episodes, I may the question that I may arise 
might be siding with a specific side. Right. But I that's mean, only to bring up the negative and the positives of that subtopic of what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to give me two sides of the same coin. Yes. I understand. Um, But on that same note, do women also need to go out there and que se pongan a pejerear? That's tough, man, because, you know, like, women like to show off just like men do. Show their bodies off, show this and stuff off. Hasta la mujer es más seria. You know, so it's like, it's kind of tough. I think between men and both men and women, you have to find that balance. You have to know when there's certain things that, like, you have to respect, number one, yourself and others, especially if you're out with a significant other. Um, like... I wouldn't. Ne- I'm not the type of guy to ever stop a girl from wearing anything, but then again, I'm also not the type of guy to date a girl that has to even think about doing that, mm. or like, or like feeling uncomfortable because of something a girl's wearing. Because typically, um, they know like, listen, some things are sexy, man. I never stop ladies from looking sexy, doing you looking good. Matter of fact, other men are looking at you. Uh, yeah, cause you're fire and it's you fire. mind, and that's totally cool. Yeah. Like I don't mind that. I don't mind that men look as long as they're not creepy. My girl feel doesn't feel uncomfortable. I really don't have a problem, cause you know what those niggas are thinking. Damn, shorty's fine. What's she doing with that goofy ass nigga? Yeah. And I'm like, hell yeah. <laughs> he said, hell yeah. Yo. <laughs> Yo, but I I disagree with you, man. I can't move forward right now, because what you're saying is that men should practice or. Be controlling of their behavior, of course. But women, as everyone should, as long as they're dressed appropriately, they could just dance in the middle of the club. Yes. But what happens when, and we see this often, mm-hmm. when the woman is dancing in the club, she's making piercing eye contact right. with the man. Maybe she might even approach him and dance upon him, right? Thrusting hips, swaying side to side. Is that provocative? It is provocative, but women should also control themselves. Mm. Meaning, like, don't provoke anyone either. But then it comes down to, like, if you can't handle a woman staring at you while she's dancing, which, hey, is more action than most of the guys they're going to get that night anyway. It's like, then don't go out. They should also control themselves. Like, don't go out here, you know, like, provoking any dude but at the same time it's like they're just looking at them if the if the man states that he is not does not show any sign of being uncomfortable what's the woman supposed to do you know what i mean it's like it's the same thing as a dude if a dude is staring at a shorty getting her drinks or whatever the girl gives him no sign that she's uncomfortable and like you know seems inviting there's no reason for the guy to stop so when a girl's dancing looking dead into your eyes and you're out here licking your lips looking right back at her she's having fun there's no reason for her to stop it could end right there she could just be staring at you and dancing, you are you're you're receiving that. Well, you know you're staring back at her. You like yeah, you know, like smiling at her, or whatever. You know, making gestures that you're accepting of that behavior. Now, should you choose to approach her after that? That's different. It's just one step at a time. Like a girl can definitely be looking at you and dancing. She could do that if you're not feeling uncomfortable. That's okay. If you're feeling uncomfortable, then she needs to practice self control. But it's like, come on, how many times do you see a man uncomfortable because a woman is staring at them while she's dancing? That's the thing, too. But that's the thing. Like, we don't usually attribute those behaviors from the woman that's staring, that approaching, that sensual touch, and make it synonymous with what the man is doing when they're becoming, like, overly uh, trying to get at the girl. That's true. 
but it still doesn't. If a woman is provocative, how does that have anything to do with the man? You know, like it has not, everything to do. They're with not the necessarily man. doing it f- to provoke anyone. What? Tripping. <laughs> if you dress, if you dress a certain type of way, because look, here's an example. One person with a certain body type, one woman with a certain body type can put on some clothes and another person with a different body type can put on some clothes. One person's going to look fine, but just their natural body or their sex appeal or whatever uh-huh. is going to make it seem provocative. Okay. But it's like you shouldn't act upon what somebody's wearing or what somebody's like dancing like. I don't know. It's just like it's not your like it's you can't hold the person who's dressed that way or the person who's dancing accountable for how the person who it's provoking reacts. What I'm saying is that whether the person has a nice figure, as we know it today, whatever that may be, they need to be aware of that. Yes. In whatever outfit that they purchase, because they might get reactions. But this is what doesn't sit well with me. You're saying that they need to... Obviously, you're not going to... like Don't try to be out here in Coera showing like certain things that should obviously not be shown but you're telling me when a when a shorty is shopping she has to think oh this might catch a nigga's eye so i can't wear it i'm not saying that they cannot buy it or purchase it i'm just saying that they be need to be prepared yeah be prepared for what for anything that may arise of course always but just because they need to prepare for that it's not a reason to find that okay you know what i mean like you shouldn't be like oh but women need to consider this. Of course, they need to consider that. And then you need to consider a factor of things. But it's not like, oh, guys are going to react this way. Women need to know that guys are going to react this way if they do. If They um, they might. Yeah. This is just... Speculation. Yeah, yeah, of course. But it's like, li- listen to my thing, though. It's like, okay, women need to be conscious of the fact that men may react this way to what they're wearing. But men need to be conscious of the fact that they should not react due to what somebody's wearing. Absolutely. So my disagreement with you Mm -hmm. is that you say that men need to practice self-control for sure women everyone does but women although they might dress appropriately or whatever they can be free in the club and dance however they may want Mm -hmm. women usually dance very provocatively from the male perspective right it's super attractive and it's amazing Mm -hmm. they also need to find and draw that line but what line? They're just dancing out having fun. For the most part, let's you want say, so you want the woman to be completely free with the way they dance and because they're doing it for themselves. As long as they're not like there's obviously levels to it because if you're trying to attract that type of attention, then you know what you got in store. But what happens? Two, three steps down the line, the guy actually approaches the girl and she's like, Yo, bro, I ain't really mean that. So like, what the fuck? But what do you mean by dancing? Because if you're dancing, if you're dancing in the corner with your homegirls, or you're dancing with the group that you're in, and you're dancing on your own, and the guy comes and approaches you because the guy likes what he's seeing, that's one thing. She never initiated anything with you. Now, on the other hand, if you're saying that a, that a girl was like staring him down or making faces and stuff like that, that's what I'm put- saying. I, I'm not talking about any other scenario. I'm right. just talking about the one that you mentioned last. Even if. A girl could be staring at you and like making those faces and a guy goes over, then you're expecting that attention. That's one. So like if a guy comes over to you because you were staring at him, shaking your ass, he's gonna be like, yo, so what's up? That's that's fair. Okay. Now, if you choose to reject him, that's also fair. Yes. You know what I mean? So it's like you can't get mad. 
You should just, you know, girls be playing games, but everybody be playing games. Yeah. So it's like a girl can definitely, you know, girls like to tease. So you cannot get mad at that. Just don't fall for it. Take it for what it is. Look at her back and see it now. You'd be like, mm, okay, girl. You go over there and she's like, nah, there you go, heard you. What happens is that these games get you to places that you don't want to be. But it all depends on how people react to that shit because it's like, you know you go and see that. Like, if you go out and you expect that, like, every single girl who stares at you or dances on you or for you or just dances at all is going to, like, lead to something else, then you got you got it all fucked up. But it's not even about where you're expected to go that night. It's just there at the club, it causes uncomfortable engagements. Right. Both parties have to be aware of those things. But typically... I'm glad that's it. That's all I wanted you to say. But I, I told you, like, yeah, a girl needs to be aware of it. But it's like, when when you bring up that aspect of it, like when a girl is purposely trying to tease someone, that's different. Because girls dance provocatively to men, but they're to themselves, they're just dancing. Usually, like, the, obviously, the girls who I'm saying who are just going out having fun, they're with the homegirls, shaking their booties, whatever, and they're just trying to have a good time. They're not trying to provoke any niggas. You know what I mean? If you're talking about the women who purposely try to provoke niggas, obviously, they got to expect a certain reaction. Because when you made it, when you started at first, you made it seem like it was just a girl dancing provocatively, not a girl intending to get a reaction out of a man. That's very different than you're just being, like... You know what I mean? You're, you're, even though it's still not okay for any lines to be crossed from either party, but when you do that, you're asking for that kind of attention. All I'm saying is that whether you're a man or whether you're a woman, you must be aware of what the other is going through. We started talking about the man practicing self-control. Right. We spoke about the woman being aware of what they're wearing. Mm -hmm. because they're going out to these places, um, but at the same time, dance freely. Yeah. She has to have some limitations in the way that she dances if she's aware that the guy is practicing self-control. Because if she crosses the line, then maybe she might be welcoming something that she doesn't want. I get what you're saying, but simply off you dancing, if you're not giving any looks like you're saying... None of it is welcoming. You're doing you. That's what I'm saying. But that specific behavior, not giving any looks, not approaching the guy, not sensually touching the guy, that is the boundary. Exactly. But if that's going on, then you don't have to worry about what you're wearing or how you're dancing. You know what I mean? If you're not engaging the man at all, you shouldn't have to worry about what self-control they're practicing because that's the point of self-control. Other people around you don't have to accommodate to you because they're just going, a shorty, a shorty comes out, she's trying to have a good time, she's trying to shake her ass, she looks good in that outfit, and for some reason her ass looks crazy in that outfit, that is what it is. You can try approaching her, try your best to do it respectfully, you get dubbed, that's it. You can't like... But you you switching my words, bro. No, no, because what you said, what you said was that they have to be care that they have to be conscious of how they dress. Of course, but if they don't have an inviting nature, they don't have to worry about how they're dressed or how they're dancing, because that's none of the, the whatever the man's going through is none of their issues. None all of their right, problems. all right, whatever. That wasn't the scenario that I was talking about, but okay. No, at first you said at first you said um, women who are given provocative looks and all that stuff. Okay, I got that. We we distinguished that, but now what you said to me was that 
any woman has to be conscious of how they're dressed. True. But it is not the responsibility to cater to a dude who's practicing self-control because it's not that difficult to not approach a person or not make a person feel uncomfortable. Yo, Indigo Voices listeners, please comment, DM us. What do you guys think about this? Definitely do. Am I tripping? I might be tripping. You may. You might, I might be, not be. I might you not might be, be tripping too. I might not be fully understanding what you're saying. Yeah. But at the end of the day, we just trying to get to the point. We just man. trying to get to the point, and we may need your help. Yeah. Yo, but what about the employees at the bar and the club, specifically the bottle girls with those fancy outfits? Here's my thing with that, man. We've gone to many places, like we've discussed, different kinds of places. There have been places where they're dressed normally. There have been places where they have their little outfits, but they're not too revealing. Then there have been places where they have those, you know, tight little revealing outfits. I guess amongst, now hear me out. I'm speaking off of how things seem to be, how they appear to be, not how I believe them to be. The big spenders are the men, quote unquote. That's that's how, like, when you open up a club, you're like, you know, the dudes are going to come in for the girls, the dudes are going to come in and, and pop bottles, whatever. That's how it seems. It seems. I personally know some boss-ass girls, but... So, those women are mm, sex cells, you know? They are there to bring in the big spenders, quote-unquote, that are men. So, that's like... It's kind of like... You already know what kind of environment it's going to be. Because they're dressed like that. They're going to bring in the big spenders. Typically, the big spenders, quote-unquote, are like douchey or man machista, typically. So that causes an issue for your business, man, I think. It's a clash. It's a clash. So if I may add, would you say that these fancy outfits have become a standard in the industry? I would say that, yes. But I think that now, I don't know if this word is too hefty, but I think they're trying to revolutionize that. Because a lot of places I go to, I don't really see that anymore unless it's like late, late. Mm. you know. And even then... um. I don't know. I have, I'm really on the fence about those. So let me see. The outfits that I'm talking about specifically are outfits that are revealing of private body parts. Mm-hmm. And it is okay if the establishment calls for it. Example, like a strip club. Yeah. Or any place like that. What I'm talking about are just your regular old bar old club that we typically go to around here Mm -hmm. and the bottle girls the waitresses are dressed similarly to how you would see them at a strip club or at a place like that because they're trying to attract the same crowd that go to those venues Mm. because they're spenders they want to see that they want to be around that, even if they don't have to be like creepy ass guys and they don't all have to be machista or whatever but even dudes like to see that yeah. You know, what I'm generally. getting at is at what point does the owner put making money aside to start thinking about how respected and safe their employees are when dealing with the clients that they serve? Right. The thing is, unfortunately, I don't think many people like if it doesn't go overboard, I don't think many people really care like that. They think, oh, we got security. You know, if anything really happens, like we got it. But there's a lot of little things that go on that like don't necessarily call for security, but they're like just dicky moves. 
like feeling like you're entitled to shit just because she looks good and she's being good to you. Mm-hmm. Like that's their job, dude. It's so interesting because these outfits kind of change the person in a way. Yeah. Because outside of the bar or the club, this person could be studying to be the next teacher or doctor or going to politics and you don't know. But once they're in these bars and clubs and they have the outfit on, the community, the people that go to the bar and the club view them differently. They definitely do. That's some bullshit. And it's something that, honestly, I used to do, believe it or not. And I yeah. stopped, um, not necessarily in a in a bad way, but I was just kind of like, oh, I would make assumptions. And I immediately stopped that when I just, I went on like slower days or like dead days where I got to, a chance to get to know them a little more. Okay. And speak to them. And I'm like, yo, I was tripping. Um, don't get me wrong. Some assumptions that I made definitely will fit. I would like to say maybe a majority of, of those girls, but not not as much as I even think, mm-hmm. I believe. Because um, they're normal as people, bro. Like we, we discussed that your job isn't who you are. At your job, you're one person. <clears throat> Outside of it, you're another. So what what makes them any different? Yeah, They're waitresses at the end of the day. Just super sexy ones. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, have you experienced a different type of treatment from... Women or male bartenders or waitresses? I'm glad you asked that. I personally have, not in the bad ways, though. How so? Um, Like, I've noticed that whenever I'm out with a girl or a girlfriend or, like you know, females or, or whatever, the attention when it's a woman taking care of us goes more towards me. Usually. So, like, they're like, oh, no. Like, I'll attend you. And then, and then I'll get to her. You know what I mean? As opposed to like, I'm taking care of all of you guys. I guess because I'm a man and some, it falls under that category. Like I was telling you, like it's usually the ones who are like, men are the, are the big spenders or at least men are the one paying. That's still how a lot of people view it. Yeah. So I've noticed, <clears throat> and it's crazy because the women that I usually go out with or the, you know, the friends that I have, they're the ones who tell me that they notice this. It typically goes over my head. So um, when I ask for a hookah, for example, or when I call the call her over, I have a specific example. I went to this place. We went multiple times to that place with the same individual. So I was there uh, with a girl, and she's like, she's giving me these dirty looks. I'm like, no, she's cool. She comes to me, and she's cool as fuck with me. And she'll say, no, she's giving me dirty looks. When you ask for the hookah, she comes right away. When you ask for certain things, she does it differently. When I ask, she moves differently and she takes a little longer or whatever. I'm like, girl, you tripping. She's so cool. And then I I came to notice, I peeped it once. She is cool with me, but with her, she isn't so much. So I'm like, maybe it's a her thing, you know, maybe whatever. Until the same spot with that girl that I'm speaking of and me not being there. Or like being across the table, two other female friends of mine were like, "Yo, but it's not perra." And I'm like, "What you talking about? She's cool." And then I started peeping. I'm like, "Maybe she's like that with me because I'm a dude." Um, so I have noticed that women, a lot of times, tend to treat men and women differently. Like women bartenders or women bottle girls treat men and women differently, where they're more attentive to the men. And not as attentive to the women, typically, because I also have met bottle girls and waitresses 
and bartenders that are women that treat everyone fine. Sometimes even women better than men, you know. Um, with the guys, I've never really experienced. I think guys, for the most part, usually treat everybody fairly. Um, not to like defend them or anything, but I'm saying uh, the the male bartenders and hookeros and stuff that I know that I've experienced have usually been fairly like you know. There are some, of course, who also go towards the men, like oh, this is the guy. But I've usually been with guys pretty good. Yeah, I haven't really been through that stuff because. I've I've always been aware of my like positionality mm-hmm. in the world, like been aware of that I'm a man, that I'm in my twenties, that I'm Dominican, right? That I'm black, even though I'm light skinned, which is a topic that we could get into later. But based on my positionality in the social world, I've been assuming certain behaviors, mm-hmm. which is not the best. It sucks. But, you know, I have to be aware of maybe they're treating me this way because of how I look or because of how I am, because of right. where I come from. Which doesn't make it right, but we should all, we should always understand. Yeah, it. but I guess the point that I'm getting at is regardless of that, just being aware of that treatment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need to target that specific behavior so that we aren't treated bad. We are right. treated equally. Regardless of where we come from or or who we are, it's true. Sometimes because it's something that I find so like obviously I believe I'm like I, I am no different from a woman. A woman is no different from me. So I, I in my head I'm like why would why should you treat us differently, right? So it kind of slips at times because I think that way. So I'm like why should she treat us differently? But for some reason she or he finds it in them to treat us differently. So it goes over my head sometimes until I really I take a step back and I'm like, wait, that's right. This is a common like ideology. Like people think like this or do these things, which is a part of the cycle, man, that we've been yeah. trying to break. We're working on We're it. We're working on it, guys, I promise. <laughs> Yo, but last weekend at Agua Bar and Grill, what a great place. Aqua is amazing, bro. Um, shout out Aqua. Shout out Aqua once again. If you guys ever need a good happy hour spot, a dope spot for a brunch, because they got the holy brunch on Sundays, and it's insane, all right? Go to Aqua Bar and Grill, man. 2241 Washington Ave. My people are there to take care of you. For sure. And drink responsibly. Drink responsibly, always. All the time. And by drinking responsibly, I mean you have to get the right amount of drunk. It doesn't only, <laughs> it doesn't only mean... Doesn't only mean get home safe and don't be a dick. It also means have fun, man. Ah, shit. Shit. (laughs) On a lighter note, you have a poem for us today. Yeah, man. Uh, Right before I get into this poem, I just want to tell you guys, Sopa did say, drink responsibly. All right? Because we see a lot of things out there, and there are a lot of things that we don't see. But for my fellas, we are men, so we're always going to get your point of view. But sometimes... (laughs) Yeah, we got to give it to the ladies. All right? So we got to just break these cycles. We got to go out there, have our fun. Hey, spend your bread if you make it. Si te encuentro una amiguita, perfect. But do everything respectfully. Lead the way, man. Lead the way, my young kings. To the ladies, watch out for each other. Have your fun. Perrea, mami, perrea. Don't worry about what Sopa says. You sexy. Do your thing. You painting me as a villain. But be mindful as well. All right. We should all be mindful though. Men, women, 
whatever you identify yourself as, we should all be mindful of one another and of our surroundings. Because we're all just trying to have a good time. When you go to whether you go to the bar, whether you go to the club, whether you go to a cafe, mm-hmm. we just all trying to be lit. <laughs> Word. At a cafe. <laughs> all right. So my poem is called The Girl. There will be many girls who you come across, my dear boy. They will give you a look that excites you. They will tell you all these pretty things with their pretty mouths. They will wear the skirt you like or bend over at just the right time. They will prove to you that they read and that they have a worthy mind. They will tell you that they love you and just want to see you well. You will notice that they like you just by the way that they smell. Though these things are never bad and they may be things you never had, something inside you will always seem empty. Because among all of those pretty girls, there's the girl. The girl whose smile ignites a fire in you that can never die. The girl whose laughter can end wars. The girl who can take on the world all by herself and yet crumbles into your arms. The girl who gives you the strength to carry on and also brings you to your knees. Who puts her hands around your head and brings your mind to ease. Her beautiful skin glows in the moonlight as she loves you and claims you hers. The girl who steals all of you with just a few simple words. The girl who knows just what you like and how to do it right. She will look you in the eyes and all you will see is love. There will be many girls you come across, my dear boy. But a girl like her just comes around once. Yo, who's that dedicated to? Anyway, thank you guys for listening. Tune in to our next episode on Indigo Voices Podcast. You guys have been super loyal, uh, but they just keep getting better. I was just trying to dodge Sopa's question there. All right. But thank you guys so much, all right? Sopa, where can they find you on the ground? Yo, y'all can find me at Sopa underscore worldwide. You guys can find me at the underscore kid angel and our podcast instagram at indigo voices podcast you guys rock